This is Las Vegas Real Estate Now with local real estate expert Harvey Blankfeld. Where we want to educate you about our market, empower you to make wise decisions, and help you engage with our expert contributors. Jeff's a partner at Piercy Bowler Taylor Kearns, and he's going to talk to us today. We're going to get some updates on the CARES Act and the impact on small business. Jeff, why don't you tell us what's going on with this and what we might expect? Well, this is going to be some broad broad strokes here. Uh, yeah, we don't have really time to get into the minutia, but the first thing we need to understand is, is that your tax return is not due on April 15. Uh, your tax return, the original due date is now July 15. And if you don't have it done by July 15, you can put in an extension until October 15. And uh, to go along with that, the uh, your, if you are required to make estimated tax payments, this is a little confusing, your first estimated tax payment is due July 15, 2020, and your second estimated tax payment is due June 15, 2020. So your, uh, your, second, your second quarter is due before your first quarter. The second thing we ought to, we ought to talk about are those, uh, those um, the $1,200 checks that are coming through. Uh, everyone is entitled to a $1,200 check. There's some limitations, there's some phase out periods, but if you're making under $99,000 a year, you're gonna get a, you're gonna get a $1,200 check. Uh, you also, if you've got uh, children in the home that are, that are under 18, you're gonna get a $500 check for those, for each one of those children. The new tax act, the CARES, CARES Act, entitles an employee to 80 hours of sick leave, paid sick leave, that wasn't in in uh, wasn't taken care of before, but to get that 80 hours of paid sick leave, you need to be self quarantined. So you don't you, you can get paid if something is wrong with you, or you can get paid if something is wrong with someone who you take care of. There's another provision that's uh, employers have always been able to provide some kind of benefits for their employees that the employee did not have to have to pick up as as revenue or as income. If uh, an employer paid uh, a, a payments for a student loan, that became compensation to the employee. Under the new CARES Act, that is not compensation to the employee. Uh, they can, uh, an employer can pay childcare workers, tutoring expenses, other health-related experiences, uh, funeral expenses, expenses not compensated by insurance, uh, and they're even going so far as rent, certain utilities, and other payroll costs. Those are all, those are all forgiven under the new tax, the, the new tax act. Another another benefit is is a $300 charitable contribution that uh, if you're a, a, if you're use the standard deduction, you're not an, you don't you don't get a benefit for your charitable contributions. However, in 2020, if you are if you do not itemize and you recognize the standard deduction, you're gonna get another deduction for $300 if you make a donation to a church, school, or hospital. Can we talk a little bit about the SBA loans that are out there right That's, now? That's what's yeah, I, I, I wanted to make sure that I covered all the individual bases before I, before I got into the SBA loan, but this is the, this is the kicker, is that uh, the, um, the, there's a new loan called the PPP loan Paycheck Paycheck Protection Program Loan, right? And that is calculated based on uh, your average monthly payroll 
but that payroll can't exceed the pro rata share of anything over over a uh, hundred thousand okay. dollars. So if you if you make if you make a hundred thousand dollars, you 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 divide that up by twelve, which is about eighty three hundred dollars, and then your other employees, you add up the your average monthly payroll, and that average monthly payroll can include health insurance and other state um, taxes that are that are that are assessed based on uh, compensation. You add that up, and then you multiply that by two and a half. And in broad strokes, that's the amount of the loan that you can get. Now that loan has to be used uh, in in a 60-day period. Okay. And that loan could be used for payroll costs to keep people employed and for utilities, uh, mortgage interest, and it can be used for rent. If you follow those those guidelines, that loan will be forgiven. The PPP loan will be forgiven. So it turns into a grant. You, it turns into a grant. So you calculate the loan based on two and a half times monthly average payroll. And you have to use it in 60 days. So if you've got, uh, if you take your average payroll, multiply it by 200%, that's gonna get you to the 60 days to cover your payroll. But then you have that other 50% that you need to find a use for under the guidelines, which is rent and utilities or mortgage, mortgage interest. There's no uh, guarantee fees, no prepayment penalties, no yearly fees. Uh, and it's in the, under the guidelines, it says the funds will be used to retain workers and maintain payroll or make mortgage payments, lease payments, and utility payments. The PPP program, outstanding stuff. Now, how do they? Get, how do we get that? We have to go to our bank, don't we? We have to go to our bank. Uh, it's a. There's a, uh, a, a. Your bank should be able to clue you into the. To the. It's about a three or four page application. Uh, it's very simple, and it, it takes you through the calculations that that I just went through, and and you apply with your bank. Your banker should be your the, the person you call on that to to, to get that get the ball yeah, rolling. The loan will come from the bank. The government's just going to take care of the bank. The government's going to come back and correct bank, get you guys ready for our, our weekly uh, stats. And <clears throat> again, uh, let me let me just bring them up for you. And and I want to remind you that um, that these are our weekly stats. When we do weekly stats, it's a little bit risky in the sense that on any given week, things can happen that will really skew the numbers. And that's why uh, on the radio show, we only do them on a monthly basis. But I thought it was important to look at things on a weekly basis so you guys can see what's actually happening out there right now. Currently available, again, single family homes. We have 5,901. Uh, this week we had 350 single family homes go into escrow. We closed escrow on 523, again, single family homes. 105 of them were withdrawn this week. The median sold price was 315.060. And the sold price per square foot was a little over, a little under uh, 172. <clears throat> the median days on the market was 17 this week. Now that's the number of days it takes for someone to get listed and actually go under contract. Last week, we had 56.55 available. So you see, it's gone up a bit. It's gone up by 246. Um, last week we had 448 and go into escrow. This week we had a little fewer go into escrow. We went down by about 98. Um, Last week we sold, we closed 567. That went down by about 44. I want to remind you though, this, these two numbers here, these 500 numbers per week, these are good numbers. I mean, when we're doing between two and three thousand dollars, two and three thousand closings a month, historically, 
So we're not far off from our, our regular numbers right now. We're doing pretty well. Last week, 204 were withdrawn. This week, only 105, so that went down. That's good. Uh, the, median, the median sold price last week. Again, this is where this week-to-week -week thing comes into play. These, these sold prices, they're, they're going to fluctuate more dramatically than I'd like them to because any one or two properties can really mess with these on a weekly basis, which is why I, don't, again, don't like doing weekly. But I want to do weekly for you guys so you guys can see what's really happening. Uh, that went down by about a little less than $2,000. The, the sold price per square foot <clears throat> went down also by $3.63. And the days on market went down by one. Now, having said that, I, I'm going to tell you that these numbers are good. I mean, we're busy. And, and at Brown Blankfeld, uh, we're still busy, too. We, ha we had a, a two closings this past week. We've got a couple coming up next week. Um, uh, we, we're putting, uh, putting homes in escrow right now. Um, I, I showed some property earlier today. So business is still happening in real estate, and I want to make sure you guys are aware of that. Please join us again next week as we keep you up to date on everything real estate here in Southern Nevada. Remember, send me any questions or ideas for next week's broadcast. Tune in every Thursday at 3. Also, please let your friends and family know to like our Facebook page and be reminded about our updates at LV Real Estate Radio. We'll catch you next week. Thanks again for joining us.